Welcome to Ridgewood Walks. The goal of this initiative is to help us build a more vibrant and connected community. We hope you enjoy these free guided themed walking tours of our beautiful village. If you do, and if you're so inclined, please consider sending a donation to the Ridgewood Historical Society via their website, ridgewoodhistoricalsociety.org. Thanks, and enjoy the tour. Hello, I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Walks. Today we're going on a tour of historic downtown Ridgewood, specifically Wilsey and Garber Squares. The tour begins at the front doors of the train station. During the tour, you will be prompted by a bell, and this will remind you to pause the recording and allow you time to walk to the next location. When you arrive at that stop, simply restart the recording and enjoy the narration. Here we are at the front doors of the Ridgewood Railway Station complex. The station, built in 1915 and 1916 with its mission-style architecture, is unique in New Jersey. This style, popularized in California during the 1890s, skillfully integrates all the buildings in the complex with distinctive characteristics such as round roof arches, shaped gabled ends, smooth stucco walls, and Spanish tile roofs. The interior of the station houses a ticket booth and a coffee shop. On the northern end of the building is the Social Service Association Food Pantry. For over 100 years, the volunteers at Social Service Association of Ridgewood and vicinity have been dedicated to helping the local community. They are neighbors helping neighbors on a mission to provide food, emergency rent, utility assistance, and support services to individuals and families in Ridgewood, Glen Rock, Midland Park, Hohokus, Wyckoff, and Waldwick. The pantry doors are temporarily closed due to the COVID crisis, so they are currently unable to accept food donations. But the staff and volunteers are still working hard to help clients through this pandemic. They are delivering food and mailing extra food vouchers, assisting with applications for public assistance, and keeping in contact to identify critical needs. In the coming months, they anticipate an ever-increasing need, so please, if you can, consider making a tax-deductible donation to ssaridgewood.org. If you look to the northwest end of the parking lot, you'll see an area where the Ridgewood Chamber of Commerce hosts a farmer's market. The market is open every Sunday from June to November from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Delicious fresh vegetables and fruits and the farmers themselves are on hand to talk about farm-to-table produce. My family's favorite is fresh mozzarella from Mike. It truly is the best moots in the region. And there are fresh baked sweet treats from Arthur Ave with lots of gluten-free options. You can grab a pickle on a stick, a jar of homemade jelly, and local honey. A true farmer's market. So bring the kids and grandma and the puppies. All are welcome. And it makes an excellent destination for a nice bike ride or a stroll on a Sunday. Okay, let's slide our focus back to the station. 
The Erie Railroad built the Ridgewood Station in 1916 as a grade-separated elevated station. It's listed in the New Jersey Register of Historic Places and National Register of Historic Places and is also part of the Operating Passenger Railway Station's thematic resource. Until the 1960s, the station served passengers heading to Binghamton and other cities en route to Chicago or Buffalo. 1966 marked the end of the long-distance passenger service through Ridgewood. However, the Ridgewood train station is recognized as a major New Jersey Transit Railway Station hub. It's served by NJ Transit Mainline as well as the Bergen County Line. It survived a major $40 million renovation project in the early 2000s in which high-level platforms were installed. The project moved forward after the Village of Ridgewood and New Jersey Transit agreed to work together and preserve the historic station. The renovation allows for easier boarding as customers are now able to walk directly onto the train from the platform instead of having to climb into the train cars using their steps as well as making Ridgewood Station handicapped accessible. As part of the reconstruction, the side platform along Track 1 was demolished to make way for an island platform that would also serve Track 3 and replace that track side platform, which was fenced off. Wheelchair ramps were installed on both high-level platforms and, fun fact, in a major faux pas, Elevators were installed to carry passengers from the platforms to the floor of the underpass on Franklin Avenue. But access to that underpass entrance is completely non-ADA compliant, which means there is no wheelchair access. A more recent renovation of the parking lot added more parking spots, but eliminated numerous trees and the commemorative walkway. But thankfully, if you look around, you can see that there are fresh plantings that will eventually grow and give shade and ambiance to this historic area of Ridgewood. Ridgewood's historic downtown, which grew up around the railway station, was built mainly between 1900 and 1930. It forms a homogeneous unit both functionally and visually within the village. Most buildings in the district are contiguous, forming definite frames for streets that give the district a typical Main Street character. Let's turn our attention to the Pease Library. Take time to carefully walk the street to George L. Pease Memorial Library at 30 Garber Square. Here we are on the steps of Ridgewood's former library. This stately Italian Renaissance style library was built between 1921 and 1923. It is an excellent example of Palladian library design popular during the 20th century. The funds for this construction were bequeathed by Gertrude Pease as a memorial to her father. She was the moving force behind a woman's group known as the Village Improvement Association that established Ridgewood's first library in 1897, using donated books and rented rooms. According to the terms of the P's bequest, the building was to be used as a library in perpetuity. 
The Pease Library was Ridgewood's main library until 1962 when the village opened a new library across town. For many years, the Pease Library served as a branch library and then briefly the central reference library while the main building was being expanded. When the main library reopened in 1998, the Pease Library was closed and the library board and village government successfully petitioned the court to void the deed restriction requiring that the building always be used as a library. In 1999, after flooding due to Hurricane Floyd, the Ridgewood Police Department was temporarily moved to the Pease Library during repairs to the station house. But the police department soon moved back to its headquarters and the future of the Pease Library was once again uncertain. In 2009, the local League of Women Voters chapter asked the village of Ridgewood to find a new use in accordance with the intent of Gertrude Pease's will because they feared that the building would be demolished or inappropriately altered. Local philanthropist David L. Bolger stepped in and renovated the building, replacing the deteriorated wood windows, refurbished the interior woodwork, and adapted the building for office space. He also replaced the entrance stairway and installed parking and ADA-compliant ramps. The building is now a private office space. The structure still holds a spacious interior with an open plan with dark chestnut woodwork, skylights, stunning murals in the foyer, hand-painted by Gertrude's husband, and the exterior of the building remains unchanged with this Flemish bond brick, contrasting light stone cornice, and arched piedmont flaking Palladian windows, making it one of Ridgewood's outstanding buildings. Our next stop is Wendell Apartments at 20 Garber Square. Here we are at 20 Garber Square. This English Tudor Manor style apartment building with exuberant details is effectively placed on a low terrace with cobblestone walls and angled to lead the eye to the Pease Library, providing a frame for Garber Square. It was designed by Harold E. Padden, a New York architect and village resident. It has varied windows, six over six sash, multi-paned casements arched with brick surrounds and varied roof lines, hipped intersect intersecting gabled peaks, crenellated parapets, tiles with pent roofs over the entrances, half timbers, wall dormers, quadrifoil designs and wood panels, and Tudor upper stories. There's a lovely courtyard with plenty of room for tenants to lounge. There are a total of 24 one- and two-bedroom apartments that range in price from $1,600 to nearly $2,000 a month. So now let's walk along the sidewalk to 10 Garber Square. This Mediterranean Revival commercial building is related to the California Mission-style railroad station which it faces. Its varied details include a parapet with profiles that are in part crenellations and in part Moorish arches, a tiled bracketed roof, and a wrought iron balcony.
It is believed that Harold E. Padden designed this as well as all of the buildings on this block. The adjacent Corsa building was built for George Corsa, a coal and lumber dealer, Klondike gold miner, and real estate agent who developed the area. When built, it was the only building in Ridgewood with 15-foot ceilings and a steel framework. The Ridgewood chapter of the American Red Cross was the first tenant occupying all three storefronts. Note the many Renaissance decorative details, a deep wooden cornice, a frieze of triglyphs and discs, a surmounting balustrade, pilasters that divide the facade into three units, a central entrance porch with columns and entablature, and the glazed double door with transom. The Corsa building was the first on this block and still dominates the intersection of Garber Square and Ridgewood Avenue. The retail space has been home to a variety of stores, including a health food store and a wedding gown boutique. Let's move around the corner to the Gorland building. This commercial building, also by Harold E. Padden, is of Tudor Revival style with a slated pent roof, hood molds, half timber and gables, and over end units, king posts, and brackets. Aaron Alagian, a prolific Ridgewood photographer, purchased the building in 1927 and relocated here in 1928. Ridgewood's fourth bank, the New Jersey Trust Company, opened in this building in 1929. We'll walk across the street now, moving southwest to the Playhouse at 12 through 16 Wilsey Square. Here we are at the Playhouse. This building, designed by Davis, McGrath, and Keesling Architects of New York and built by Walter Wilsley, has a Mediterranean Revival facade of stucco inlaid with brown tiles. Originally, the building had two stores flanking the theater entrance with the marquee in the center. Mayor Garber officiated at its opening in November 1913 when a play was presented by some of Ridgewood's most talented young people. The Playhouse was well designed for social and civic affairs and movies. It closed in 1929 and never reopened as a theater. Over the years, the marquee was removed and the building was reconfigured for commercial space and covered with a brick face veneer. The brick face was removed in a 2003 renovation that exposed the original facade and recreated the tiled roof. The fly loft, where the scenery was stored, is still distinguishable at the rear of the building. During the refurbishing process, the current owners discovered several original elements from the playhouse. They added a top floor office, and in it are the theater's original pulleys, ceiling tiles, lighting, and stair steps, as well as huge photos of the interior and exterior of the playhouse during its heyday. This concludes our tour. We hope you've enjoyed this walk through Historic Ridgewood, and we hope that you will consider making a donation to the Ridgewood Historical Society as a token of your appreciation. Simply log on to RidgewoodHistoricalSociety.org and click on the Donate Now link.
Please take advantage of other Ridgewood walks and remember to be kind and do good.